Be inspired to love life, to achieve extraordinary feats and to change the world around you for the better. Welcome to Love Your Life, Tell Your Story by Kathleen Marriott. Dr Claire Albrecht is a poet and editor from Newcastle, now living on Wiradjuri country in Parks. Her poetry has been published widely in Australia, New Zealand and Canada and she's been a writer in residence across Australia and as far as New Mexico, USA. Claire's published books include Pinky Swear and Handshake and her poem The Anna Branch won the 2022 Newcastle Poetry Prize. This is Claire's first story. Welcome to Love Your Life, Tell Your Story and we're here with Dr Claire Albrecht and I've known Claire since she was a young child so (laughs) it's been a long time since um, I've seen her in person because Claire is travelling around the world often and Claire is a poet so we're very happy to have our first person on the Dedication True Grit series as Claire is, a dedicated musician, poet and very interesting all-round person. So welcome Claire to love your life, tell your story. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I'm really grateful to be invited. Well, thank you for attending. Claire, now could you please introduce yourself and maybe also introduce your first story today? Sure. So my name's Claire Albrecht. I'm a writer, a poet, editor, publisher, and I'm from Newcastle, Malabimba. I was born there um, back in 1988. So I lived there most of my life, moved to Sydney to do some university, um, studied for quite a few years. I was at university for 10 years, which seems like a just crazy amount of time to spend studying, but worth um, every minute, really enjoyed it. I, you know, spent some time overseas, studied in Germany for a year, did a bit of traveling there and came back and moved to Newcastle again after my studies. So was back in Newcastle for a number of years, you know, just enjoying the city, swimming, eating good food, going out for, you know, coffee with friends and just spending a couple of years, I guess, relaxing and taking in the sunshine. So <laughs> that was uh, my my sort of 20s. And then I started considering studying again back in, I think, 2016. So my first story would be that year and how I sort of began to start a different path in life and concentrate more on my writing. Are you from a company that wants to connect with thought leaders from across the globe featured on the Love Your Life, Tell Your Story podcast? Email Kathleen at KathleenMarriott.com.au. And so in 2016, Claire, could you tell us how old were you that year? That's a great question, Kathleen. I'm going to guess 20, <laughs> 28, seems, 28 seems about right. Okay. So that was yeah. a pivotal year for you to go back to university and start studying. What mm-hmm. happened particularly in 2016? Yeah, it was a big year of change for me. Um, I split up with my partner of eight years. That was, you know, a a, um, friendly split. We're still good friends, but I'd been with that person, you know, since I was 19. So Mm. um, 
it was a big change the first time I'd been living on my own um, in a house, just me and the dog. So that was different, um, delightful, just a bit of a treat to be able to do whatever you want all of the time, watch whatever shows you want, listen to whatever music you want. So that was lovely, but also a big change and something that I had to get used to and spend some time thinking about what I wanted to do. And I also then that year met my partner who became my husband. So I met Kyle in 2016 as well. And we started seeing each other and spending a lot of time together. And by sort of later in 2016, we were very much in a relationship and I was feeling really good about that, really confident and you know, just, just in a good place, I guess. So is this story about a pivotal change in your life and making making those changes? Yeah, so I guess because I was in that state of mind and feeling quite happy with, you know, my my relationship and those sorts of things, I started thinking about what I wanted to do next for myself. Yeah. Part of that was that I took a trip overseas Um, not for too long but just long enough I went to Italy with a friend and then visited my brother in London um, went back to where I'd lived in Germany and while I was over there I received the um, acceptance for me to start my honours degree which I had you know put off for many years but um, had finally sort of gotten the confidence to apply for and was accepted And, you know, that just felt like I was getting back into something that I really cared about. I hadn't done any creative writing for a long time. I hadn't really felt like I was in a place to do that. And so it just set me back on this path that I'd sort of left for a while. And um, doing that honours project, I mm, pretty quickly applied for a PhD as well because I remembered how much I loved studying and writing And I was accepted into the PhD program and offered a scholarship. So everything happened very quickly that year. So that is quick, Claire. So from honours, you went straight to a PhD. Yes, I did. (laughs) Which, you know, some people will do honours and then a master's and then a PhD. But um, I was fairly ready, I think, at that stage to go straight to the PhD. I talked to my supervisor about it and she was supportive. And it basically just hinged on getting that scholarship and getting first class honours. So it's a bit of pressure that I put on myself. That is a lot of pressure. So obviously you achieved first class honours and then went. I did. Yeah, I did. Congratulations. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. It was close there. Um, You know, it was something that I hadn't done before doing that more, I guess, academic, rigorous essay writing, not just creative writing. So... Uh, it was a lot to learn and I really enjoyed the process, but it was it was hard and stressful waiting to get my results back. But once I did, yeah, everything was set up to go on to start the PhD and I gave myself a little bit of time in between to So rest. could you tell tell us what your honours was based on? What was the thesis that you did? Yeah, so I wrote a, a short book of poetry, which we call a chapbook called sediment and it was poems about the environment and my sense of place 
in the Hunter Valley. Uh, some poems about areas that have been affected by mining and influenced by uh, philosophical ideas about environmental change as well. So really influenced by your, of course, we've had your dad <laughs> on the podcast earlier. So yes. I can imagine that's been in, an influence in your whole life. And so it's not, a, um, I'm not surprised that you would write poetry from your upbringing and influenced um, by your early years. So I can imagine they're beautiful poems. Um, I do have a copy of your, one of your books, which mm -hmm. is beautiful. And so then can you tell us about your PhD? Yeah, sure. The PhD was different, I guess, in that after I finished the honours project, I wasn't quite sure I wanted to keep doing exactly that kind of writing. Yeah. I knew there was more to be said about those things and more towns and areas to write about. But, you know, you finish a project and you just don't want to do that again yeah, so for a while. Do you know the feeling? <laughs> Yeah, you know, and so I was looking for something else to write about and as well we were coming into the big bushfires then. This was around 2019, 2020. So the PhD project's three years. So yeah. you spend a lot of time, at least three years, up to four or five. So I spent a lot of time just writing poems that came to me, I guess, exploring different ways of writing. The first poem that I had published was a quite political, humorous poem, I guess, uh, called Anxiety, and it was published in the Overland Literary Journal. And that was something that I couldn't quite get back to that style of writing. Yeah. So I was experimenting and ended up writing a PhD thesis and book that was around how I was feeling at the time and how I was responding to the bushfires and COVID. And so the book was called Handshake, which was a follow-up to the book that I think you have, Pinky Swear. No, I have Handshake. Um, oh, you have Handshake. I okay. have Handshake, yes. Yes, yes. yes that one. Yeah, so, yeah. I love that book. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah, my, my first shorter published book was Pinky Sweat and Handshake is sort of a continuation of that, mm -hmm. a bit more of a grown-up version that deals a bit more with, you know, who I was as a person at the time. And then the thesis, the academic sort of essay part of it, I guess went into some of those ideas and talked about uh, the artistic idea of the sublime and how these days we respond to amazing things in nature, not only with this sort of sublime reverence, but also a sense of fear and worry that something might be, that something will happen because we see environmental catastrophes so often. So that sense of impending <laughs> danger is, is present. Yeah, doom is present even just in enjoying nature that we see around us that's currently fine and present and beautiful there's always the possibility of destruction as well so those kinds of ideas were running around my head as I was putting the whole PhD together quite anxious yes quite anxious <laughs> lots of panic attacks um but it's nice to have a project to put that towards so you feel like yeah. it's not all for nothing yes and your your creativity was obviously shining because you were being published. Yeah, I was being published 
throughout that period, you know, between my first published work and I guess basically the end of the PhD, I had quite a lot of pieces published. I did some residencies. One of those was at the State Library of Victoria. So I was in Melbourne for a couple of months, very cold (laughs) and writing in that beautiful library there, which was a really lovely experience. But I also was looking at printmaking and some, you know, alternative ways of publishing. So I went and did a printmaking course as well while I was there. So, yeah, I was doing all sorts of artistic things during that whole arduous process of writing the PhD. So. I suppose that, well, you mentioned that. What obstacles did you face during that period that you overcame because you did complete? What obstacles did you and challenges did you use your dedication? Well, working from home was difficult and that wasn't even during COVID. That was just the start of this process. Um, There wasn't a lot of opportunity to, I guess, hang out with and work with other PhD students at the time. It just, there weren't a lot of us and pretty soon into the PhD process, COVID hit and there was just no option to be, you know, sharing that journey with other people. And that was really hard. It's already a pretty introspective process, but once you start writing about anxiety and difficult feelings, you can go down a hole pretty fast. So just trying to keep a sense of commitment to the PhD and making sure I was going to get it done making sure that it wasn't going to be an entirely horrible process. You know, you want something that you spend that much time on to be enjoyable, at least in some ways. And yeah, as well, just keeping keeping that light at the end of the tunnel. One of the quotes that just a random person on the internet said, put in a comment on a group that I follow, was that all you need is, is finished. Finished is perfect. So... Mm-hmm. And that that was, that, that was your shiny light. That was yeah. so, having that finished. Yeah, all it needs to be is finished. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be exactly how I imagine it in my mind, but it can be finished and that's enough. And so looking back at 2016 from the beginning to the finished, mm-hmm. <laughs> what advice would you give some someone else starting that journey or contemplating that journey of dedication to that imperfect Mm. situation? Yeah, I guess just to start, 2016 was that year where I said yes to a lot of things Mm -hmm. and I trusted in what was happening. And yeah, sometimes there are those periods where you feel ready to make a change, start something different close off a chapter and I think trusting that gut feeling and going with it is really important because it doesn't happen that often and when you do follow that you end up in really interesting and amazing places so yeah being open to change being open to something different and having the confidence to give it a go is is hard but it leads to really amazing things so amicably ending a relationship Mm-hmm. beginning a new one mm-hmm. and starting on a journey that was incomplete your honours degree 
then throwing yourself into a, a PhD <laughs> and then looking towards an imperfect finish. Yeah, and, basically. <laughs> and yeah. De and dealing along the way with an in enormous amount, you're saying, of anxiety and the unknown. And so I suppose one last question, I am curious, how has it impacted or changed you moving forward that journey? I guess I'm generally a bit of a braver person now. Okay. I still have that fear of the unknown and fear of not doing something as well as I would like. I'm a bit of a perfectionist and I'm a bit um, hesitant to start things that I don't think I'll immediately be incredibly good at. <laughs> we all know that that's, that's not um, really possible and that you miss out on so much if you have that attitude. So, yeah, being open to imperfection um, is something that I still work on and that I, I learned through that process and started learning really when I started making those big changes and committing to finding out new things about myself and what I can do. That's a huge impact. Congratulations on that. Thank journey. you. Yeah, it's something that I think I'll keep working on, you know, for the rest of my life. And I'm just grateful to have started this. It seems like a there's a pre-2016 and post-2016 me, both of which are fantastic people and and interesting in their own way, but this sort of adult version of myself that has some really clear goals and ways to deal with the difficult feelings that come along with that process, this person is, is yeah, doing pretty well for me at the moment. And an episodic journey well mm. thank you very much for sharing those beautiful insights and an absolute pleasure to have you on i can't wait for next week and find out more about those insights from you claire so thank you very much dr claire Albrecht, and we will see you next week great thank you this is only part of our story to hear the rest leap forward to the next podcast and give us five stars wherever you listen Love Your Life, Tell Your Story by Kathleen Marriott. Want to keep the conversation going and connect with like-minded, positive people changing our world for the better? Be inspired by fellow changemakers and join our closed Facebook community to keep the conversation going. Search Love Your Life, Tell Your Story now.